You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey guys, I'm Aaron Armstrong, the brand manager of The Gospel Project. And my name is Brian Dembozik. I am the managing editor of The Gospel Project. You know, today, uh, Aaron and I have been thinking that we have used this this term, this concept of gospel culture some already. It's something that you're going to be hearing from us much more as we move forward as well. And so we just wanted to take kind of a pause and dedicate at least one episode to kind of unpacking what does it mean uh, when we say gospel culture. We, we use the term gospel quite a bit today. It is almost a buzzword, if not a buzzword. Um, and culture is a word that we can use in many different contexts. So for some of you listening, you may be thinking, you know, what is a gospel culture exactly? How do those two kind of fit together? And and what do you mean by that? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So Aaron, why don't you kind of get us started and kind of take a run at giving us a picture of what gospel culture is sure. about? Sure. Um, well, I mean, there's there are so many different kinds of, of definitions of just the word culture in general. And, and there are actually competing definitions because depending on how you use it, it means, a di- it means different things. Mm. Um, you know, it can mean, it can mean the, the art that we create. It can be, it can be the societal structure, um, in general that we live in. Um, you know, you've probably heard the Christ- the term, the Christian subculture before yeah. as well. But when we're talking 1980s, Christian subculture. Absolutely. Music. You're, I, I'm Petra, guessing, are you a Jesus freak? Whiteheart, DeGarmo and Key. See, I missed out on all of that. Uh, and I'm not glorious. Did I miss anything? No, we can or? probably find, uh, we can find it on the internet. Is it on the interwebs? I'm sure it is. Okay. Cause I've heard the, I've heard the word striper. Oh my And I don't goodness, know what yes. that means. Um, I'm pretty sure that I, well, I made the comment once around here. So, so guys, as we've mentioned before, we, we because and at the beginning of this episode, in fact, because we work at the the gospel, we work for the Gospel Project, which means that we're part of Lifeway Christian Resources. That means we're part of a um, a Christian content creation organization. Um, that's what we do <laughs> um, on a daily basis, and as we as we try to help. Uh, as we try to serve the church in in her mission of making disciples, right? So um, that means that that we're we're deep into that that culture yep. that that Christian culture space. Um, but that's just a you know that's that's almost a, a, a side. I'm side sorry, line. I threw us. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I um, threw us on a on a tangent. But I mean, I, I mean, I look at the music section in you know in the stores, and I'm like, I don't I don't know what that is. I would. I mean, today. I'm just not familiar with it. I'm, so I'm not either. I'm not judging if 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 you like Christian music. Um, it's cool. Some people like it. Some people don't. Um, some of it's really good. Some of it is. Eh. Take it or leave it. Um, anyway, anyway, let's get back um, to anyway, gospel culture. Yeah, we're we're going. Yeah, we're we're going off the rails here already. Um, have we abandoned the gospel? No, we haven't abandoned. No, the we will never book. do that. No, if we do, then we're then we're we've abandoned big. striper, but not gospel. Okay, culture. there we go. Did they were they like Bon Jovi but Christian? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Basically you're almost there cause you wear black shirts all the time. So I just do. add some splashes of yellow and you're all about. Striper. Really? Oh yeah. That's all oh, you need man. to know. Okay. So go on. Okay. Let's all get right. back to gospel culture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, gospel culture, what is that? So, um, as I mentioned, we've got lots of competing 
we've got competing definitions of what culture is. But when we're talking about culture, what really, in essence, we're talking about is our way of life as mm-hmm. a community. So it's it's how we live together. It's our shared it's our shared beliefs, our shared values, our shared actions. Like the the it's the real things that that we do as opposed to as opposed to simply our doctrinal statements and our confessions of faith. Um, and, and it's important to to distinguish between those because um, ultimately culture is what says what we really believe even and what we more value. and what we value yeah. even more than what we say is important to us in our confession of faith. So we, we can have churches that would, that would put forth a confession of faith that is very biblically sound, very gospel centered even, mm-hmm. but they might not have a gospel culture. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So um, a helpful way to think about, about gospel, like to think about it this way is think about the Corinthian church. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they get picked on a lot because, well, they're, it's really, they're a great example of basically everything that can go off the rails in a church. Um, but when you think about it, they were a church that were, was planted by the Apostle Paul. They, um, they had good doctrine um, because one of the guys who wrote the Bible was their teacher, he was their pastor for a, for a not insubstantial, unsubstantial amount of time. Yeah. But as soon as they, as soon as he left, other teachers came in. Their doctrinal statement maybe didn't change, but the way that they lived did. And so, um, so this is where you had them fighting over. Yeah over spiritual gifts you had them fighting over who who is following who is a fan of the big of the better preacher um because we all know how well those arguments go because twitter yeah um and they were they were involved in some serious sins as well oh absolutely absolutely there's some there's some pretty nasty stuff that was going on there and 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 they we're just saying this because this is just the reality Mm -hmm. the issue was is that they lost sight of the gospel the gospel was not um being applied to their daily lives. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about gospel culture. It's really, it's doing theology. Okay. Um, So it's because theology is the application of the word of God by people to every day, to to all of life. So here's Um, Corinth. That's a a, um, paraphrase of uh, John Frame. So Um, here's here's Corinth then, a a church that, as you said, had... The right teaching. They had the right knowledge, if you will. And again, if you look at that opening chapter, I mean, not only Paul was involved, but also Apollos, who was no slouch when it came to uh, academic thinking, as we read about in Acts. Yeah. And also Peter was involved, it seems. So, I mean, they, they had some strong leaders, had some strong teaching. But we also know, based on this first Corinthians letter that man they they just were not living that out so they yeah. were they their culture we would say was not a gospel culture their culture was one that reflected the city in which they lived absolutely absolutely and that's the thing that we um, we need to be aware of um, again we said it before we can believe the right things but if the way that um, if the way that we live as a community of faith if it doesn't indicate that mm. um, if it doesn't reflect what those beliefs are. 
uh, or what those stated beliefs are, it, it indicates that we have a significant issue from a cultural perspective because what people actually see and what gets communicated is the culture element ahead of yeah. our doctrinal and confessional statements. And, and and it's true that, I mean, there's every church has a culture. Yeah. There, there's no church without a culture. Yeah. The question is, what is that culture based upon? Is it the, is it the gospel or is it, as in Corinth, was it their community around them, their culture around them yeah. that, that they had had. So every yeah. church has this culture. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what are, I mean, how, okay. So where did the Corinthian church go wrong? Do we think, how did they end up where they ended up instead of having a gospel culture? Well, I mean, some of it is, is that they had, um, they had teachers who, who slipped in, who were, were frankly, who were teaching them lies. Mm. Um, and apart so, from the ones that we mentioned, the, apart early, from the good yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they were, they were these people that um, I mean, if you if you're if you follow the ministry of Paul throughout the New Testament, um, there's this there's this trend that happens that wherever he goes, eventually there are there are these these false teachers who who follow. Sometimes he calls them the super apostles. Yeah. Um, sometimes they're referred to as the Judaizers. Um, you know there, and there are other ones as well. So, uh, some of them they are teaching. Um, they are teaching that in order to be, in order to follow Christ, you must also follow the 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 Mosaic law in all of its fullness. Um, and they're teaching that to Gentiles, and so some buy into that. There's others who teach this secret knowledge um, kind of, basically like modern New Age teaching which is not all that modern at all because it's been around for thousands of years. Um, so Oprah didn't find anything new. No, no, no. Okay. There's nothing new under the sun, remember? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, but there's teachers like, there, there's teachers like this that, that follow your own, find your own truth, you know, kind mm -hmm. of, kind of thing. Um, or here's, here's what Jesus really wanted yeah. to say. That kind of stuff. And we see that a lot today, you know, in seriousness. We, I mean, one of our highest virtues in our culture is be true to yourself. Absolutely. And this Absolutely. is why we, we see so much, uh, I want to say confusion, but as believers, it's not confusion. It's, I, I it's sin it, about gender, for example. Yeah. You know, no, no, there's no, they're not two genders. There can be more than two genders and just be true to yourself. Who you, That's, that's a right. hallmark. Right. Yeah. And, but, and I mean, that's a whole, there's a whole conversation there that, uh, that could happen. Um, but uh, the thing that we need to be aware of is, is that, um, so, so how, what shapes our culture in part is, are, are the leaders in our, in our culture. So, um, in a church, that's our, that's our pastors, um, our elders. If, if we use an elder mm -hmm. model, deacons, um, you know, lay leaders, yeah. um, anyone who has any, positional any, any leadership. positional authority or influence. Um, but that's, but they're not the only ones. So, um, I don't hold a, I don't hold a leadership role in my, in my local church. I'm a member of my local church. I serve in my local church. I'm still part of shaping that culture. Um, especially when it comes to how, um, how guests and new people hmm. experience our church, what their understanding of it is, how they relate to us um, so, so as what, a congregation. So what are some practical things then? You know, I, I'm the same way, Aaron. I'm, I'm a, a member of, of my church. I'm not in any formal, formal leadership position. 
so how do we, how do, how do we as, as members of the church, part of the church, whether that be like we are members or whether it be leadership in a church, how, what are some practical things we can do then to shape culture? Right. Well, I mean, one of those things is, that we start with is if we think about leaders for, for an example, um, there are two, let's just think about leadership recruitment for a second there. Cause that plays into how, um, that plays into how we shape our culture because what we win someone with or what we entice mm. them with or berate them with in some yeah. cases, yeah. that, that is an indicator of our, of our culture more than anything else. So, um, so I remember my first time serving in kids ministry, I'm, pr- I was a new Christian, so that was a bad idea, but, um, I'm pretty sure the, the reason that I got, I ended up serving was basically I passed the mirror test. I, I, I was breathing. I was apparently a Christian and, um, I was there. Yep. So that's, that's not a, so desperation for leadership. That's not, uh, for, for service roles, recruitment. That's not, that's not a good, that's not a good, healthy place. Um, on the flip side, there's also the message uh, that sends a that sends conflicting signals. So um, let's just keep using the kid. Let's keep using kids ministry just as the example okay. here, because this is again this is where I see it. The, I've seen it personally the most, and this message is that you know you know investing in kids is really import is really important, but you know it's come on it's one it's one hour a month. That's that one hour a month. That's what you're leading with. That's what you're trying to entice them to. You're trying to. So it's um, important, but it's not. It's it's important, but it's not. And and what it and whether we mean it to or not, what it communicates is that this ministry, this this ministry is really just childcare or, or, it, or it's, it's too difficult or there's no reward in it. We know it will be challenging and, and, and yeah. kids, we both have served in kids ministry. Yep. It is challenging, yeah. but what we do is it's almost like the, the backhanded compliment, you know, uh, or, or the, the, the apology with an exception that, Hey, you know, my wife does not like when I say, sweetheart, I'm sorry, but and give some explanation. She just wants me to hear, I'm sorry. It's the same kind of thing we're doing in leadership. Hey, this is of great value. You have a chance to stand in the gap here and be part of nurturing our kids in the gospel. Oh, but let me now speak against that and say, but it's only an hour. So it's so important, but I'm, you know, you only have to give an hour or, Hey, this, this material is easy to teach. You only, you can prep in 15 minutes, you know? So these, these, what we're doing is we're undermining the value instead yeah. of leading strongly with, Hey, this is of, su- this is of such great value that you are, you can have be positioned by God to, to teach the gospel alongside with parents to teach the gospel to these kids and, and lay this foundation. And it's, I mean, that should be stirring something within you yeah. that your heart is not well, how long do I have to do it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, I get to be part of this? Yeah. I get to, wait, I get to be a part of shaping this boy or girl. Yeah. I get to partner with my church and and their parents so in doing this. So would we dare say it's the same thing when we think about in terms of attending corporate worship? Absolutely. And when it comes to, hey, we're offering this special 10-week course on theology, 
do we, how do we lead with that? How do we introduce that? You know, how, right. Well, I mean, I think one of the ways that we introduce that is, is we talk about the why, why does yeah. theology matter? Because we're all doing theology. And, and right we don't now. try to get people there by saying, Hey, we're going to give you free popcorn. And no, 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 it's not like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with I mean, that. I mean, I'm pun- all about free popcorn. You know what? Punch and pie is awesome. It, it um, is. I'm not going to complain about that anytime. But if that's what we're leading with, no wonder what, we wouldn't have a gospel culture in that church. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And, um, I mean, free cars aren't going to do it no. either and stuff no. like that. But, um, instead, I mean, if you, again, using that example of, of a theology, a theology course, Hey, why do we want to, why do we want to have a theology mm-hmm. course as a church at all? Well, we want to do this because we want you to be grounded in the central truths of our faith. The, the truths that shape how we live together as a community, as we seek to live on mission for Jesus. So we, we've got to get to the heart. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to connect everything we're doing to the heart and clearly to the gospel. Right. How is this advancing the gospel in our community? How is this solidifying the gospel in our hearts and our minds? We, we've got to get to that why. We have to lead with that vision. Right. And, and, it, and it, goes, it goes farther, even farther down from yeah. there. I mean... Um, one of those things is like just the simple kindness of like, hey, you, I'm not, depending on your church size, I'm in a very, I'm currently in a very small church in terms of um, population of the congregation. Um, it's not a big church. It's, it's, it's a church plant and it's lovely and I'm really glad I'm there. Um, so, but our, you know, our experience with, with both having been a guest there and, and now seeing new people come in as well is that we we were welcomed with a great deal of kindness yeah. and um you know and openness and and these kinds of things and that were that were that were really nice we didn't have anyone um you know we didn't have any mirror tests we didn't have like people just were like hey take you know our pastor was like take the time you need to take to do like cuz we're coming in from a new country. Um, we don't really know anybody. He's like, take the time you need to take to get settled, to get comfortable. And even if this isn't the right church for your family, we want to be, we want to be a helpful, we want to be a helpful point along the way. Um, we want to, we want to be able to serve you that way and, and be, um, basically be part of that, that larger family. Um, of Christ. And that's something that is, that's important is, um, you know, our, you know, our CEO here at Lifeway is just writing a book called, you know, uh, becoming a welcoming church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so there's, there's the gospel is what makes us a welcoming church. Yeah. The kindness that we've received that, right. that we've been not only welcomed into the family of God, we have been brought in Mm-hmm. He sought us out and brought us in to his family through Christ. And so, you know, if we saturate our actions through that gospel, you know, we, yeah, we do hard things. It's yeah. serving, getting back to kids ministry. It is hard to serve in kids yeah. ministry. It does take time, but we do those hard things. We do those challenging things. We sacrifice, we invest because what did Christ do for us? Exactly. So and I think always getting back to that thinking of, of, are we manifesting the gospel in our actions and in our vocabulary yeah. or are we not? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that really applies with student ministry as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, for, because I mean, honestly, our teens in general, just 
the world as a whole. They they have a really rough go. And I mean, I'm 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 getting dangerously close to having a teenager. Um, you're just on the cusp of that as yes. well at the time of this recording. Um, there are really unique challenges. To, identity. For them. Yeah. I, you know, questions of identity, questions of how they relate to other people and, and different challenges that approach them with, with wherever they are at in their faith journey. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of those things that, that, you know, as a, as a church, as we are seeking to become a gospel, gospel centered culture, as we seek to apply the gospel in, in all areas of life, um, that includes with them too, because it's really easy to revert to don't smoke, don't chew and don't run with girls who do. Yeah. Um, or you can talk about, or you can talk about things from a, from a bigger perspective and you can talk about how, um, the gospel is for them too, and how they have a role to play in shaping the culture of their congregation because it is their congregation too. It's not just, you know, here's the church and then here's these guys over yeah. here. No, they are part of it. And that's that's actually a key way that um, we can nurture a gospel culture is by making sure that every age level mm. in our church is actively participating to the fullest extent um, that they can. Yeah. And valued, not just there, but we are revaluing. Yes. Them. Yes. And, and yeah, I, I, I want to make sure that that, yeah, that's a good point because I don't want to sound like, don't want to sound utilitarian. No, you, you didn't, what you just said did not come across as utilitarian. I was, I was applying for the clarification based on my experience mm -hmm. of rubbing shoulders with a lot of churches that have that when you say, Hey, we want to make sure they're involved. They equate that with, are they attending? Are we giving them programming? Right. And uh, what we don't see very often, unfortunately, and although I think we're seeing progress in this is the church valuing that kids and students who have trusted in Christ are part of the church today. And we need to value them as such. We need to recognize that God has gifted them uh, greatly for kingdom work. And I, I think that's the other part of, mm -hmm. of, of, of the gospel culture we're talking about. We've also got to be cognizant of being on mission, mm -hmm. that it doesn't end in the four walls of our church campuses, uh, that this culture is, is designed to seep out and spill out and transform our culture in our, in our community. Yeah. So recognizing kids and students have a valuable role to play in that as we do as adults as well and, and being on mission together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that is a good place for us to yeah. wrap up our our conversation on this for today. Again, this is, a, this is something that you're going to hear us continuing to talk about as we, um, as we explore how all scripture um, really helps us, to, centers us on Jesus and, and how we preach and teach and study and live together in light of the gospel. Um, so thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.